Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to Among the First, a pop punk podcast brought to you from Provo, Utah. Welcome to the podcast, the pop punk podcast. This is Among the First, episode seven. Um, I'm your co-host, Brandon Quigley, aka Quigs, aka Quigmaster Flash, <laughs> here with my boy Vance. Always here. Tell the people what's up, Vance. Always a pleasure. Super stoked. I seriously, I think we say this every week, but I'm really, really excited. And I can't believe that it's still going. Like we're on, we've we're done this seven weeks in a row. We 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 didn't quit after after six weeks. <laughs> I know we, we're still we going with with a free software program and a ten dollar microphone I bought on Amazon. Heck yeah! <laughs> and it's all about to pay off today. We got a we got a good show. Yeah, yeah. Got a good podcast up ahead. We got a, some sushi being delivered from last week. Yeah. And so we're gonna report on our sushi experience. Preferably yeah. as we eat it. That would be nice. Yeah, after, um, if you guys remember from last week, we had our first sponsored episode where five sushi brothers um, here in Provo sponsored an episode. And tonight we're going to grab some sushi from them and we'll let you know how it is. I've tried it before and like I said, it's super delicious. But this time I ordered a bunch of different rolls that I've never tried before. Um, and one is called the Band Manager. I figured that was appropriate. The Band Manager, that's classic right yeah, there. Yeah. That's some good stuff. So that'll come up at the end. Dude, we have more podcast episodes than they have brothers <laughs> and their sushi. Dude, that's true. What about that? Yeah, that is true. Five Sushi Brothers, seven hey, podcast episodes. I actually, cool thing about the podcast, just in general, is last night I was hanging out with a friend that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh huh. Um, and she, well, it was like my wife and I went to ice cream, went to go get ice cream with her and her mom because they're in town just okay. for the week. And I told her to download the podcast, and she only had to type in the word among. And as soon as she typed among, the first suggestion was among the first pop punk podcast. Nice. Yeah. You're going places. So that's pretty cool. And I finally, I was inspired to re-download the podcast app this past (laughs) week and subscribe. Nice, nice, nice. So I'm officially in. Dude, actually, do you want to see, we can check our analytics real quick while we're on. Analytics. Yeah, we'll see how many people are listening. I check it probably couple times a week um, just to see what it's like, see what people are, what episodes people are listening to. And people have definitely listened to the first episode more than anything. But as you can see here, over the past 90 days, so pretty much the whole time we've been a podcast, mm-hmm. 158 people have listened to at least one episode. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. So. Dude, that's what's up. Pretty cool. Um, band or bullcrap? Oh, not man. Doing as well was, as I was hoping. We thought that was like going to be our best episode <laughs> ever. But and it's yeah. just like flopping, coming out the gate. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, it's well, there's, super there's two of them, right? Oh yeah, one it's of probably, these I deleted. It's probably because the first one, the first one, uh, we won't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, one of them I deleted. So <laughs> the one with more views um, is the actual one. Nice. So, but nice. thirteen people listened to the one that sucked. Nice. So hopefully those thirteen people listened again. It's dedication, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it's cool. We're really enjoying it. And I mean, I I enjoy it mm-hmm. every week. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I look, look forward, forward to it every week. Jinx, that was weird. Film soda. Well, Dude, I'll actually get you a coke. <laughs> Five Sushi Brothers is bringing cokes. They bringing cokes in the house. <laughs> what up? Yeah, so maybe they'll actually deliver. That'd be sweet. I put the delivery time between eight forty-five and nine thirty because I was as early as I could go. Uh huh. They don't start delivering technically until nine. Well, because so it's, hopefully, it's late night. Right, right. Late hopefully they'll uh, knock on the door while we're recording. That'd be kind of tight. Dude, it'd be tight. Yeah. But anyways, they want to know what hit him. <laughs> um, so we have a cool episode. We do, we do. So uh, the theme of today's episode is going to be kind of talking about um, 
obviously our favorite pop punk bands and how they kind of changed their style um, yeah. over time. And uh, a couple of events in the past week have kind of uh, kind of sparked this uh, this idea in our minds. Um, the first being Neck Deep's album, new album coming out. Um, and we've talked about Neck Deep quite a bit profusely and so we won't like touch on them too much but i do agree that this made us start thinking about bands that have changed and changed mm -hmm. their sound over time absolutely so that coming out and then a band that most people identify as having changed their sound over time being the wonder years yeah um they're the second inspiration for um this this segment um because they've recently taken uh get stoked on it off of spotify and, and right. apple music and other other kind of streaming services and for those that don't aren't aware get stoked on it was their first album which i mean there's a lot of people it wasn't the first album i heard but i'm sure it was a, the first album a ton of people heard from from wonder years but it's very different like extremely different from what they do now yeah it's 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 night and day and as a matter of fact like they they all hate get stoked on it that's so crazy to and me. like they it came out 10 years ago and so people were speculating, like, oh, is, are they going to, like, take it off and then re-release it as a 10-year? Well, little known fact, they released it after five years, <laughs> and they only did it because they had already paid for it. Oh, wow. And so they were like, if we hadn't already paid for it to be remastered, like, we wouldn't have even done it. Dang. And, like, they don't play any songs off of it at their shows. So if you were they looking forward wish to... They never made it. Yeah, if you're looking forward to hearing a song about Kool-Aid... Kool-Aid Man. The Kool-Aid Man at the upcoming, upcoming Wonder Years show, uh, you're going to be out of luck. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's too bad. Been out of luck, yeah. And so that, so that just kind of got us into thinking, you know, about bands that have changed for the bad and bands that have kind of changed for the good. Yeah, and I kind of want to touch a tiny bit on bands that, like, that I know. I know two bands in my mind right now that haven't changed their sound up at all. And mm -hmm. I want to kind of talk to you after we're done. A little bit about what you think, like, do you think they maybe should change, or do you think they should stay the same, and how it's worked for them? But, speaking of the Wonder Years, um, let's start with them. Yeah. I mean, what makes you think, like, why would a band, in general, I guess, so not, maybe not just the Wonder Years, but why do you think a band would change their sound over time? What influences a band to, to like, change up their sound to the point where their first album and their last album sound nothing alike? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a great question. Um, and I, for me, there's, there's several reasons. Um, I think number one being just life events. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, it's, I mean, I'm not a songwriter by any stretch of the imagination. Right. You know, but I would imagine that you would need a lot of influence, you know, to come up with an album, you know, it probably takes a hundred different songs just to get a 11 track CD right. or 11 track record deal. And so I would imagine that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of life choices, a lot of like, you know, decisions or, uh, yeah, just like major life changes that influence it. Kind of like with Neck Deep. Right. You know, with their dad's passing, that's like a super heavy influence um, on the new CD. Um, and I think number two, just kind of like trying to appeal to as many people as possible is kind of like reaching out to a broader audience. Okay. What some people might call selling out. Right. Yeah. And I actually, extent. yeah, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of it does have to do with the way um, the songwriter's life is going. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it has to do with maturing as well. Because like, if I think about 
although I was listening to pop punk like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. like my tastes have changed. Like I've, yeah. I've changed, you know, as a person, I think if I were writing the music, I would write different kinds of lyrics. I mean, Absolutely. 10 years ago, I was 15. I was a sophomore in high school and like now I'm married, like getting ready to finish college in a year or so, mm -hmm. two years. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, my life's completely different. It's almost opposite, you know? And so I feel like if I were writing music, it would be different. Um, the singer of Mayday Parade, yeah. Derek, um, is actually, Mayday Parade is one of those bands that has changed, maybe not their sound so much, but uh, the lyrical content for sure. If you listen to their first two albums, um, uh, Lesson in Romantics, Lesson Romantics is their second album, I think, or maybe their first it's full their length. It's their first full length, and then Tales Told by Dead Friends was their first EP. EP. Right. So if you listen to that one, it's all, like, he wrote it when he was 18, mm -hmm. um, all the lyrics. He wasn't married, he probably, like, gone through a bunch of, like, breakups or, like, hard, you know, like, yeah. teenage dramatic stuff oh, that, that, like, people love to hear that kind of stuff. But now, I mean... 12 years later, he's 30 years old, he's still playing in Mayday Parade, they're still touring and stuff, but his songs are not miserable at best, like, mm -hmm. he's not singing about a heartbreak, he's, like, married with two kids. Yeah. Like, his life's totally different, and so, someone asked him one time, like, why don't you write music like you used to, and he was like, how can you expect me to write songs like I did when I was 18, my life is completely different, like, I'm happy now, like, then kind of sucked, and now I'm super happy, and it's, like, my songs reflect that. Yeah. And then even even before that, they kind of, uh, like, they would tour with more, like, hardcore bands. Yeah. And so, like, they even had, like, that edgy influence. Right. Like, in their own music. Yeah, before they were big enough to kind of, like, play their own tours. Correct. Yeah, they would, they used to open for, I should say, open for edgier hardcore bands. Yeah. So, so. absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I think, I think Life Events is probably the biggest thing. Um, and there's a lot of bands, but then there's bands like... They have changed their sound a lot, like Linkin Park, uh -huh. for example. Oh, that's their huge change right, like, in the past decade, okay. however long it's been. There's actually a really funny video on YouTube. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's like teens reacting to Linkin Park. Uh -huh. And they play videos from like the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. And then they play a video, and the, the kids don't know it's Linkin Park yet, right? Right. They play... The first video they played is their most recent song, mm -hmm. and then, like, their oldest song, like, In the End, or Faint. Right. And the kids were, like, blown out of their minds. Like, they had no idea that it that was, it was the same band. Because, like, it doesn't sound anything alike. But these guys were kind of, like, I mean, they were younger, but they were adults. Yeah. You know, they were, like, in their mid-20s, I think, when they started. Mm -hmm. And as they got older, they their sound just completely changed. What do you think spurred something like that? Or why would a band change so much? So, I mean, obviously, I think in Linkin Park's case, there's a little bit of a radio appeal. Definitely. You know, because Linkin Park was a band that was fortunate enough to kind of get out, you know, jump out the gate in, in first place. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like, you know, with Meteora and Hybrid Theory, and then, like, Jay-Z did his collision course with them. It's kind of like putting them, like, right. in the limelight. Definitely. They did. Didn't they do a song for Transformers? Yeah, What I've Done was, what the, I've done, was the first yeah. time that I realized, I was like, wait a minute, uh -huh. this doesn't sound like Linkin Park I knew. Mm -hmm. And so I think, because like even off, even on that same album, you have like, um, oh man, what's that, what's that song that's like, uh, Bleed It Out is Bleed what I'm thinking out. of. Yeah. So like they still had like a little bit of influence, but then they have like, Shadow of the Day, right. which is like all over the radio. You have What I've Done, which is on Transformers. Yeah. See, that's kind of like the pivotal point in my mind 
because what I remember after it's Minutes to Midnight is that album, right? Is like hearing like their new stuff, which is like I, I can't listen to it. It's like yeah. totally pop. It's like when it's not. Yeah, it's not that I hate it's not rock it. anymore. It's just like radio pop. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I feel like a lot of bands when their fans start saying things like, why aren't you playing music like you used to? Like, I love you. And it's not that, like, I think a lot of bands may take it personally. Mm -hmm. And because it is so personal to them, right? They, like, put their heart and soul into it, which is great, and I, like, applaud that. But I think that they should maybe not take it as personally because it's not like saying we hate you. It's saying, like, we don't like this. Like, it's not... We just really love what you used to do. Right. Yeah. And so, but that brings me to an interesting because in the age of social media and stuff mm-hmm. and with like um, a lot of hate coming towards Chester Bennington yeah. um, for the new Linkin Park album and then him taking his own life I don't, I don't know if that was the reason and I hope it's not because I would feel terrible because I definitely tweeted or put on Facebook something like not a fan of the new album <laughs> and I would feel terrible Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting because bands are able to see exactly what their fans are saying mm-hmm. and able, able to respond a lot of times. Yeah. Um, I saw something on Twitter. Somebody was criticizing Neck Deep and tagged them in a tweet. Oh, um, goodness. Saying like, you guys should go back to playing your old stuff. And they just replied within minutes and were like, no thanks, you can just leave if you're not interested or whatever. Yeah. And I think they like got more fans for doing that, you know, for just like being mm-hmm. active and talking, but... It's kind of interesting how we are able to communicate with like these celebrities or these yeah. bands that you we used to never be able to do. It's just like anybody's just like a click away now. Yeah. Or like a like a touch away really with really? smartphones now. <laughs> Seriously. It's like change the game. Yeah. So yeah. Nick Deep's new album's good. It, it is took, good. It, it took me a while to get used to it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, dude, like my third or fourth time through, I was listening to 1970 something uh-huh. and like I got choked up a little bit when he's <laughs> it's like, pretty, it's, he's yeah. like talking about like holding his mom when she cries. Like mm-hmm. I miss him too, but he lives on in all of us. And I'm just like, dude, yeah, good for you guys, you know? Right. And so I will, I will fight anybody that criticizes that new <laughs> album. Dude, so does this mean we're buying tickets? I think so. I definitely think I so. I think so. I'm, dude, I'm down. Okay. The so the album came out on Friday, mm-hmm. right? Was it just last Friday? I think so. Yeah, not even a week ago. Not even yeah. a week ago. And um, my wife and I, Caitlin and I, were sitting in the car on Friday. We mm-hmm. listened to In Bloom probably like five or six times. Yeah, she knows all the words. We were just like <laughs> jamming out to In Bloom, and I was like, "Hey, uh, Quigs and I are going to go to the concert. Do you want to go?" She's like, uh, "I don't think so." And I was like, "But Quig's wife Ray might go." She's like, "If Ray goes, I'll go." <laughs> well, funny thing you mentioned that because uh, she okay, my wife has a lot of audacity right now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put her on blast for about thirty seconds, and then I'm gonna know that I love her. Okay. But she had the audacity to ask me, "Quote: Have you heard the song End Bloom' by Neck Deep?" <laughs> And then my response was, homegirl over here asking if I heard a Neck Deep song. <laughs> and she's like, well, it just came out on Friday. I thought, like, I thought, like, I really like it. I thought you might like it too. And I was like, I literally played that whole album for you on Saturday. And then she's like, oh, no wonder I like it. That's so funny. And you're like, wait a minute. Vance showed me that song on Sunday night, on the Sunday Friday night. before it got Exactly. Released. And so I went... 
Well, I, I actually told him that like in text, I was like, actually, it came out Sunday as a single. And then she was, look at this, she said, oh, and then I said, stay in your lane. <laughs> so I totally called her out for it. That's but, awesome. Yeah, she likes In Bloom. She likes Happy Judgment Day. Nice. I might be able to convince her to go. Sweet. Yeah. I don't, know if, I, I don't know if I want to convince her to go, but we'll see what happens. Well, I think it'll be cool because obviously, like, I'm not going to go, like, take my wife down into the pit and, like, mm-hmm. run around and, and crowd surf and stuff. But I won't feel bad leaving her to go into the pit if she's hanging out with Ray in the back. Oh, true. True. And then you and I could go in and cause some havoc. Oh, that would be fun. Dude, that would be a blast. Let's do it. All Let's right. do it. Let's do it. Decoys. Um, but anyways, back on topic. I told so, yeah, We said so we weren't going to talk about next deep. I just can't stop. It was three minutes, dude. It's three minutes. No more. <laughs> All right. No more so we so we talked about um, yeah. So we talked about Lincoln Park a little bit. Talked about the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years. What I wanted to talk about is some other bands that I feel like kind of changed their sound for the worse. Okay. The worse. Kind of like changed Chip a little bit. All time low. I'm looking at you. Definitely. Fall Out Boy, I'm looking at you. I think Fall Out Boy even worse than uh-huh. Alter Low. Uh-huh. I think so, because Fall, Fall Out Boy... Okay, here's my problem, right? I'm, I'm just going to lay it out right here. All right. There's a lot of anger in this podcast. All We're right. all triggered. <laughs> We're just edgy today. It's because it's a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. It's true. I, it's because I have stupid class on Thursday nights Oh, now. you have class. You have class now, and I'm just edgy because I have to go into work in the morning. <laughs> so right now, in my mind, it's Thursday because I have three-day weekends. Uh, I work four tens, and I'm like, sure, I got to work 10 hours tomorrow, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm triggered a little bit. Uh, Regardless... Um, Irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> Fall Out Boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. From Under the Cork Tree. Right. How many songs do they have where they, they're screaming in the breakdown? Uh, a couple. Yeah, I, I know for a sure couple. there's one. I found one for sure. I, I slept with Fall Out with a member of Fall yeah. Out Boy and like that was the stupid song about yeah. me, whatever. That one's sick. And then even a Sophomore Slump or Comeback, Comeback of, the of the Year. Like they scream a little bit in that one. Yeah. Um, well, then if you think back even before even that before one, that, Dead on Arrival. Dead on Arrival. Was actually on Guitar Hero listed under Emo. It was. It was. And then Saturday, they scream in the breakdown on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. On that album as well. So, how did it go from that to... Uma Thurman? Yeah. Sound like Maroon 5. Who's also pro- another band we could talk a little bit about. Oh, we Gene could, did. dude. We totally, <laughs> we totally could. But how... Is it just like wanting to be famous, like wanting to make money? Because I understand that, although yeah. I don't, I don't like agree. I understand like not having money, not making money on a certain genre. Yeah, because pop punk bands are never gonna be. They're not gonna be rich. They're not gonna be rich. They're gonna enjoy it, but they're mm-hmm. not gonna be rich. And so I can see where they're coming from if that's why. Yeah, but what do you think? There's do you think the that's money why? influence. I don't. I don't know, dude. Because here's here's my thing with Fall Boy specifically, right? Is um, lead singer is Patrick Stump, right? Correct. So he featured on some songs with Transit. Really? On one of their albums in like 2011, I think. Oh, wow. So that well, was not that long ago. Uh-huh, right. But this was like kind of... Because like Follow Boy was busy for a while, like early to mid-2000s, I feel yeah, like. making music. And then they kind of like fell off the face of the earth for a little while and they kind of right. came back. Yeah. And so I don't really know if that was just like Patrick Stump just like finding something to do 
yeah. in the meantime, and then like they refound their their kind of style of the band with with pop mm-hmm. or. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know because like I know that they had the song on. Was it Big Hero Six that they Ooh, had a song? I don't know. It was something like that. That's so then, not. It doesn't seem like the Fall Boy that I grew up and I love. Like there shouldn't be screaming breakdowns on Big Hero Six, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And so and so I don't I don't know if they just you know changed or if they grew up and just outgrew the punk scene or if they just sold out for Dang. money. Dang. Well, I know that if you're feeling nostalgic for some good, great Fallout Boy, um, there's a cool music video. I think it's for Dead on Arrival. Or maybe it's for a different song. I can't remember. But it like shows like a typical pop punk band like touring in a van, uh-huh. playing no barrier like little tiny club shows where people are crowd surfing and yeah. and people are landing on stage and stage diving and stuff. And it's sick. And when I found that, I was like so happy. But then I think like you see them play a concert and it's like gigantic now. And there's mm-hmm. like. The hundred yards between the crowd Filling and stage, stadiums. And, which is great for them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, they're, I'm, I'm happy for them. I make you're making a living, but I'm not going to be buying a, a fall, like a ticket to see Fallout Boy. Oh, absolutely not. Because they might play Sugar, We're Going Down. They might mm-hmm. play Dance Dance, and that's about it. Yeah, and then the rest will be a pop show. Exactly. That, and I feel like this might be. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think if I can go to a show and. My grandma might also enjoy that same show. It's probably not like the best show ever. <laughs> That's safe to say. <laughs> it's safe to say if you unless your unless your grandma is a punk rock chick, <laughs> which you know, kudos to her, she is. You know, that maybe I'll have That's to tight. I'll have to get my grandma like a handgun sweater, like a, a crew neck or something. She'd be like, "Oh dear, <laughs> I don't know how your grandma is." <laughs> I have a really weird family where like my mom's parents are like. About the same age as my dad. No way. Uh huh. Yeah, because my parents are like 16, 17 years apart. Oh my gosh. Like, that's that's story for another day. <laughs> oh but my like my grandma, like legit, you know, could be into some of that stuff if Dang. that was her scene. Like that's so funny. You know, so it's possible, but doubtful. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that like my grandma just listens to whatever music is on the radio. And if she won tickets to a Fall Out Boy concert and she had a seat where she could sit down the whole time, mm-hmm. I'm sure she would go. Exactly. And that's not a show probably, that I probably care. Probably not going to stand up the whole time, though. No, no, no. yeah. If you're sitting, it's old. If you're sitting in like a stadium seat, I don't know if it's really a show. It's really that's a concert. That's a concert. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. like you might as well go see the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's gonna we might get a lot of hate for that. I actually have a buddy, uh, one of my coworkers, one of my good friends. He. And his wife are like looking to buy tickets to go see, I think it was the Killers are coming to town uh-huh. to Salt Lake, and they're looking to pay like two hundred bucks to sit in a seat in a basketball gym, like in an arena. And I was oh my like, goodness! Why don't you go to like ten shows mm-hmm. of bands that are smaller, that are cooler, that you can like get right next? You can high five the singer while he's singing. And that's the best, right? That's there. the best. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So I, I just don't get it. I've never been to a show. Well, one time, um, I was dating a girl about three years ago mm-hmm. that got me tickets to go see Enrique Iglesias in concert. <laughs> 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 because maybe I like you. <laughs> because there was the guy that was opening up. It was Enrique Pitbull. Uh huh. And this guy named Jay Balvin. And for those of you that don't know, I speak Spanish, and I kind of really like reggaeton, like yeah. Spanish rap. 
and there's a guy named Jay Balvin, and he opened up, and I really wanted to see Jay Balvin in concert. Uh-huh. And so we went to a, um, an arena where the Phoenix Suns play. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the stadium is called or what the arena is called, but it was a huge, huge show. We were so far away that like Enrique looked like, I mean, the people on like stage looked like an ant. Yeah, they yeah. were so far away. It was loud, and it was kind of fun, but like it was kind of boring, too, just sitting there. Yeah, you just sit there, and you're like not engaged. Yeah, you're not engaged at all. At all. I get that. But we're getting off topic. We are, sorry. We're, 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 we're doing that. I, I think I think that's kind of the problem with this, right? It's just, It kind of like opens up into like story time. It's, it's a can of worms. It, it is, but it's, it's a good can of worms. It's like Pandora's box. Yeah. Don't listen to Pandora, though. You yeah, don't. It's, oh, it's, my it's, gosh. It's a trap. <laughs> we could talk again about that. Spotify. Do it. Do um, it. Do yourself a favor. Okay. Um, but, so... Changing, well, going back to the topic, but changing mm-hmm. it around, there are some bands that have changed their sound, but for the better, right? Right. What do you think some of those bands, or one or two of those bands are? Um, so, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Wonder Years before. Yeah. I don't think we ever really closed the loop on that. That's true. And so, I mean, that's the first band that I think of, because they went from seeing songs about Kool-Aid Man, and I Fell in Love with the Ninja Master, <laughs> and the Zombie Apocalypse... Um, to just like writing songs of the soul, yeah, that's about kind of like growing up, about like wishing like you could you know redo things from back in the day, you know, and they still keep the same passion. If anything, right. they're more passionate now. Yeah, like their breakdowns are like just really intense, like really dramatic. Yeah, and they still like have a good upbeat tempo that they carry from their their old stuff, but it's just like. The lyrical it's, content is the very lyrical different. content is like a hundred billion percent better. Yeah, yeah, it's like way more it's meaningful actual lyrics. Yeah, it's deep. It's, it's meaningful. It's really deep. Yeah, there's some songs um, that the Wonder Years play that I feel like I've related to more than, especially like when you're going through a hard time because a lot of their songs are sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. There's a song called Passing Through the Screen Door. Oh, dude, that song, that song hits me with the feels every time. Yeah, it's so sad, but it's, like, so relatable. It is. I think the lyrics are, um, it's like, while my cousins go to bed with their wives. My cousins go to bed with their wives. I feel like I'm falling behind. Yeah. Um. Did I mess up? Yeah. What's, <laughs> uh, what's the other one there? Um. I do like every it. Everybody I went to high school with. Or all have kids. All the kids I graduated with all have kids, all have wives, all have people who care if when, they come home at night. Yeah. Well, holy crap. Did I did mess I up? Mess up. <laughs> and I'm just like like and that's in the breakdown and it's just like so dramatic like, like leading up to that. And yeah. I just like get like goosebumps. I just like start like you know Right. I get like just a jolt from that. Like well, it's like And like if you think so about it relatable. Yeah, like about eighteen months ago, I was like I had just moved here to Utah, didn't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I listened to that song and I was like, I don't even talk to my roommates. Like, I don't know them very well. Like, nobody would even notice if I didn't come home. Yeah. Me. And so I was like, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. And so that was really relatable to me at the time. And um, so there's songs like that that the Wonder Years have changed. They've become more mature. Uh-huh. And that I really, I think it's really, really it's, good. It's like infinitely for the better, too. Yeah. I think. And like, even though, you know, people will say, like, they miss the old stuff, like, their popularity is, like, just skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. Like, since, like, they got more serious. That's true. And they're actually, they just released, or not released, but they just announced that they're going to release, a, like, an acoustic. An acoustic EP, kind of, like, 
and it's all songs they've already produced. Yeah. But they're just gonna like make a acoustic feel, like kind of like reimagine those songs. Yeah, yeah. And so they they already released like a single from it, which is "They're There." Okay. Off of uh, the Greatest Generation. Right, which is their newest full length, right? Um, so it's the second newest. Second newest? Uh huh. Because No Closer to Heaven. Oh right. Is there? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought there, there was on that one, but you're right. Yeah. I just know that because I'm a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's yeah. tight. It's, they, it's good stuff. They've definitely gotten better, and there are other bands like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about a little bit about a day to remember. A day to remember, yeah. And I how we should. Yeah. Well, they're. Um, so they've changed a lot in their sound, mm-hmm. but when we were talking about it, my first thought was like, they've gotten way worse. But after I was thinking about it, they're kind of like the Wonder Years too. They mm-hmm. played good music. It was good. It was it's solid, dude. Back in the day, like um, Plot to Bomb the Panhandle, Plot to Bomb the which Panhandle. is a sick song that I still love. Suck it, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, so cool. And that's like super typical pop punk because they hate their hometown. They yeah. want to kill it. But then, as they got older and matured and, like, got better at writing songs, their music has gotten way better. And there, while there are songs that I love on the, their first album that I, I will love more than their newest stuff, I think their newest stuff is, is more mature. It's, like, heavier, which mm-hmm. is cool. They are branching a little bit away from, like, touring with pop punk bands. Yeah. They tour more with, like... I mean, they just came through Salt Lake with Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. So it's, like, they're moving away from, like... Kind of pop punk geared towards more like younger kids, more towards like maybe a fan base that's their same age, which yeah. is which is fine. I mean, I'm just as old as they are. I mean, you and I are. It's we grew great. up with them, so I grew up with Avenged. Yeah, so I think I think as maybe fans get older as well, their tastes change, and so that's why bands change the mm-hmm. way they write music and stuff. It's true. It's true. Yeah, are there any other bands you can think of that have changed for the better? Um. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any any that have changed for the better. But I did want to touch real quick on on two bands that sound pretty similar across their whole discography. Mm-hmm. And both of these bands aren't haven't been around for super long. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is a little bit like maybe this argument isn't valid. But I think that Knucklepuck yeah. sounds amazing. And their newest single sounds very much like their very first song. Uh-huh. And it's all good. Yeah, all of it's great, and uh, I thought I thought that was really cool how they haven't changed at all, and maybe they will in the future. Uh huh. That's um, very possible. I mean, I hope not because I love I love what they I love what they got, and they right? they fill that niche that like I just feel like isn't necessarily there. Yeah, that's in true. Other bands. Yeah, it's got like heavy pop. It's got like heavy instruments, but it's like got this kind of like. I don't want to say whiny because that sounds bad, but that's kind of what I like. It has a bad, it has a bad connotation, but it's whiny. It is whiny, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's great, and uh, it's just like yelly and whiny and, and really cool. And so I really like them. And same with Beartooth. And Beartooth isn't a pop punk band. Um, I am a fan of Beartooth, mm-hmm. and they only have two albums out. But they almost like if you listen to them straight through, they sound the same. Mm-hmm. Which some people would say is a bad thing. I think it's great if you find a sound and people dig it like why not you know why not keep writing right. music that sounds like that yeah and caleb shomo who's the singer um of Beartooth, and who actually i'm not sure if you knew this but he writes all the lyrics all the instrument parts and on the album he plays all the instrument parts and sings 
So he does everything. He does everything. He has a band to tour, obviously. <laughs> on tour. But he, just, but he just records everything himself. Yeah, he does it all himself. And then he just pays a band to come with him. And so, like, when you see a picture of Beartooth, it's not just him. But really, those guys don't write or contribute to the music writing. They just enjoy the, they just enjoy the tour. They just get told what to play, I and then they go no and play. Idea. Yeah. That's nuts. Okay, Caleb Shomo's 22 years old. <laughs> He's 22. He sang in Attack Attack. Yeah, he did. So he actually started. He started Attack Attack when he was 15, playing synth. Right. In Attack Attack, and uh, then their singer Austin Carlisle went to sing for Of Mice and Men. Right. I think so. I think he sings for Of Mice and Men. One of those. He did. One of those bands. Yeah, something like that. It's not as Blood Runs Black. Right. So it's got to be Of Mice and Men. Yeah, yeah. And so then Caleb, who moved from synth to singing. Mm-hmm. And then once that was over, he started Beartooth. Attack Attack broke up. Just, made, just music. made his own project. He did. He just made his own project. And it's way cool. It is. And uh, sometimes they play in a super band called Silvertooth when they Silver pair up with Silverstein. <laughs> like, so Beartooth and Silverstein, uh-huh. the last two summers on Warp Tour, have combined forces on stage and played as Silvertooth. And it's freaking amazing. That's so cool. I thought you were going to say Bearstein. Bearstein the would Bearstein be cool too. Bears. <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah, Silvertooth. So but Beartooth is one of those bands that hasn't changed their sound up at all, pretty much. Um, hey, he's got it figured out. And yeah, like all like 24 of their published songs sound amazing. <laughs> of his published songs. Of his published <laughs> songs, yeah. That's crazy. So, Dude, talking about Knuckle Puck, I was listening to, uh, I forgot, but I have a... Uh, I have a song on just like my generic playlist. Yeah. Like on my playlist about uh it's Knuckle Puck covering chocolate. Oh dude, that's so sick. and I was just like, dude, what what album is this off of? Yeah. And I'm like, Pop goes punk and I'm just like This sounds <laughs> just like copacetic. Yeah. It was really like does. like even like their covers like they just have their own unique sound. Yeah. And I you know, I love it. It uh, it sounds so cool and actually funny story about that song is I saw them at Warp Tour in 2016, mm-hmm. last summer, and they had a sign on their on their merch tent that says, no matter how many times you ask, we will not play chocolate. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, wow, they must like really hate that song, and maybe like Fearless Records for mm-hmm. Pop Goes Punk just like, or Punk Goes Pop just, just made them. Just put on it. Yeah, just like made them sing or whatever, like uh-huh. as part of a deal or whatever, and they just hate it. But then I, I found some article or YouTube video with an interview. Yeah. With Joe, the singer, Joe Taylor. Taylor, Joe Taylor. Joe is his name. Joe. The singer. Um, and he said that the 1975 actually contacted them. And they had said they had heard the cover. Uh-huh. And they were really impressed with it. But that they would feel better if, like, they didn't play it. Because just, like, out of respect. Like, maybe in my mind, I was thinking, like, maybe people like the Knuckle Puck version even better than better the 1975 than the version. version. I can't imagine that's the truth. Because the 1975 version was on the radio and stuff. Uh-huh. But... I thought that was interesting that they're not ever going to play that one live. That was pretty much just like in studio and you can enjoy it on your phone or whatever, but they're never going to see him play it live. Hasn't been taken down yet? No. That's sweet. No. Dude, and uh, another band that I was thinking of about like hasn't changed their sound over time. Right. In my mind, the story so far. That's true. Because you listen to their stuff, like their first split EP Uh with Maker. Right. And they have 680 South on there. Which is, in my mind, still my favorite story so far song. Oh, you showed me that song just, I think, on our first episode. Uh-huh. I mean, like, you listen to 680 South, 
you listen to Under Soil and Dirt, like Quicksand's probably their most popular song out yeah. there. And then they have um, the story so far, right? It's their they have a self titled album. Yeah. And then they have like Nerve on that one. Right. Sounds good. I like Smile on there a lot. Heavy Gloom is popular. Heavy Gloom's tight. Um, and then they have that other one that has the really weird album artwork of like some plants coming out of the dude's eyeballs or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I've then, seen a bunch of shirts with that. Yeah. But then they have the song and they're like, Things I Can't Change. Right. And it's like every single song that they do just kind of like, you know... Sounds pretty similar. Yeah, you almost like couldn't tell if you played a song for me. Honestly, I like Story so far, but I'm not like the hugest like super fan of them, so I'm not really familiar with everything mm-hmm. they've done. But like, if you played me once, I there's no way I'd be able to tell you what album was on, except for Six Eighty South. Right. Yeah, just because he has a really because, high voice. Yeah, because he's like so young when yeah. they uh, when they released it. But even then, it's like still like the same style. He's just like you know, voice is kind of deepened right a little bit as you know maybe finally hit puberty older, right <laughs> i don't i don't want to say that i don't want to i don't want to go into any <laughs> speculation there i don't know but what i do know is that i'm a big fanboy of story so far have been since um since they first started um getting recognized yeah well even before then <laughs> yeah it's like high school really like when they first dropped that's so cool. Um, yeah, I wish that I had known Story so far before. I mean, I I knew of them like probably 2013 was when I first discovered them. Right. One of my friend, oh my friend Caleb, that was on episode two. He showed me Story so far because he was a really big fan of theirs. But he, yeah, he he went on a mission just like I did, and so while I was gone on my mission. He was still home for like a year and a half. Oh, okay. And that's kind of when he found them. Yeah, because... In like 2012. 2013, yeah, 2013, 2012, 2014, when it kind of started to like break out, I feel right. like, which was, which was when I was on my mission. Yeah. And so like I got back and I'm like, holy crap, like when did stories so far get popular? <laughs> like I remember when these guys had like one album and two songs on an EP. Right. And now like everybody like loves them. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. No, I saw them at Warp Tour in 2016, and I thought they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first time seeing them, my only time seeing them, but I am a huge fan. I actually got a Story So Far jacket for my birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but it's too big, so I have to return it. Dang. But it's sick. Actually, you want to see it? Sure. All right. Hold on one sec. Oh, it's like literally right there. It's literally right here. I thought you were going to be like going into your room and like... No, I mean... Take me do this? That's tight. Dude, it's so cool. And on the back, it's got, like, a cool design. Oh, it almost looks like, like, the medical staff, like, with, like, the snake winding around Yeah, but it. it's definitely, like, a T and an S. Yeah, and it's T-S-S. T-S-S-F. It's T-S-S-F. That's, that's sweet. Yeah, so, I'm bummed that it's too big. I'm a small, I'm not a small guy, but I'm super skinny, so the extra large uh, is way <laughs> too big, and they didn't have a large in stock. Dang. So I'll have to return that. And, yeah, but anyways. Good stuff. Any other thoughts? Any other bands? Um, That's really all I can think of right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say right now. I've spent the past couple of days kind of like <laughs> making like a comprehensive list of, you know, right of these bands. Yeah. But if you guys have any, uh, any bands that, you know, a pop punk band that you loved that made a couple albums and then really changed up their sound and you weren't happy with it or you were really happy with it we'd love to hear your thoughts hit us up among the first does have a twitter account um 
We have one follower, and it's my brother. Hey, we're going places. <laughs> so I'll follow us. Um, but oh wait, hold on. I think our sushi is here. All right, so our sushi did just get here, um, and we're gonna check it out. I mean, like we said, we had a sponsored episode last week. Um, five brothers sushi, five sushi, five sushi brothers, not five brothers sushi, five sushi brothers, five guys <laughs> here in Provo hooked it up with a bunch of sushi. So. We're going to give it all a taste, and we'll let you guys know how it is. <clears throat> all right. Uh, so that sushi was the bomb. Seriously, all the sushi is gone, right? Oh, almost. I think there's one piece left. That's awkward. But you can have that last one. Are you sure? Because I feel like I'm going to throw up. So the deal, we got hooked up with some sushi. We tried a couple different uh, rolls that Five Sushi Brothers offers. We had a Cali roll, California, which is pretty normal. Um, pretty standard among across like all sushi places, mm-hmm. always as a California. Typical. Um, we got the a roll called Dylan from Las Vegas, which I'm sure is just like their version of the Las Vegas roll. Pretty similar, pretty Solid, standard. Solid, typical. Then we had Good one stuff. called the Band Manager, um, which was a Las Vegas roll, but it has sriracha mm-hmm. on it. Pretty it was good. a good kick, yeah. yeah. Good flavor. And then we got some pot stickers. Or Gaiosa. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But yeah, it was all really good. Good stuff. And we are joined here by my wife, Caitlin. Say hi. Hi. Did you <laughs> partake of the sushi? No, I licked it. <laughs> <laughs> Why will you eat sushi? I'm scared of it. It smells fishy. <laughs> <gasps> well, don't take advice from her. It's really good. So make sure to check out Five Sushi Brothers. Um, the only late night sushi delivery in Provo. Only late night anything in Provo. That's true. Um, and check out our podcast too. <laughs> You're, You're already, already listening to us, <laughs> but check us out on the socials. Oh yeah, check us out on the socials. Like our Facebook page. Tweet us at at X among the first X. Anything to add before we finish up? Um, listen to pop punk. Um, if you like this episode, um, go ahead and comment and let us know what your thoughts are. Um, and as well, let us know if any other bands that you think have changed their style over time for better or worse. Yeah. Or bands that have remained uh, rock solid to their, uh, to their foundation. <laughs> cool. Check us out next week. Talk to you guys later.